got a word this morning. I shared with, I believe, with James and Riley and my wife, but if not, I'll just repeat it to you guys now. I want to take what we're doing, especially right now in the area of healing. We're talking about what manner of man, what manner of man is this. This is actually part 50 of this study. Can you believe that? We've been on this for 50 weeks. That's amazing to me. But I, the more I'm studying it and the th more I'm going, uh, listening to other ministers right now, and the more God has given me this revelation, it is so important that we come to know what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth. And as the, because of the fact that we are Christians, we're followers of Christ, we're called to be like Jesus. And so, you know, the thing about it is that there's absolutely no way we can do what Jesus has told us we're supposed to do unless we do it like Jesus. We can't do it after religion. How many know that's true? We can't do it because this person over here says that's it's the way we're supposed to do it. Or that person over there says that that's the way we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to do it in accordance with the word of God. And so that's why we've been on this study for this long. Finding out how Jesus does what he does. Amen. Now, I know that in the area of healing, once again, I believe that a lot of times folks hear about that. And the, the thing that they have the mentality of is, is that Jesus healed as the son of God. But that's absolutely not the truth. Jesus did not heal as the son of God. How many know that's true? He healed as a man anointed by the spirit of God. Well, guess who's anointed by the Spirit of God now? That's you and me, praise the Lord. So we're supposed to be doing the exact same works that Jesus did, but that ain't going to happen unless we know how Jesus did it. Now, how many think that based off of the results that are happening in so many churches all over the world, that it's just not happening the way it's supposed to be happening as far as healing is concerned? Now, I mean, it's really concerning every area. How many believe that right now we're doing it exactly the way Jesus did it? So there has to be something going on that we're not doing right because it's not on God's end. See, what has happened, and I think this is something that the people in the Word of Faith message sometimes get so um, ingrained in it this way. We're going to do it. We're going to live by faith. We're going to live by faith, and we're called to live by faith. Don't get me wrong. But then we'll pray for somebody to be healed, and we don't see them being healed. And then all of a sudden we say, well, just keep believing. Just keep believing. And I don't have any problems with that. That's not a, like it's a wrong statement. But is that what happened in the ministry of Jesus? We're called to do his works. We're called to do it like Jesus. So there's got to be something missing there. There's got to be something, a step missing there. And that's the thing I'm going to be getting to. Not getting there today. Because I believe that the Lord is showing me and teaching me why we're not seeing the same kind of results that Jesus got. Because if we can start to do it like Jesus did, if we can go to the Bible and see how he healed and how he ministered healing, then glory to God, then we can turn around and do it like Jesus. How many want that? I mean, how many want to be like Jesus? How many want to heal like Jesus healed? Deliver like Jesus delivered? Amen. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. But the only way that's going to happen is if we have the mind of Christ. That's the only way that's going to happen is if we have the attitude of Jesus. He was confident. He was, 
people looked at him and the way he shared that, like, man, there's something different about him. That's the way it's supposed to be with us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want the same kind of attitude of Christ. I want, I want to have the same confidence that Jesus had. I want to be a walking billboard of the goodness of my God. I want people to look at me and say, man, that man's been with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I want to see everybody in this church being used by God to do the works of Jesus. I believe he has it for us. I believe he wants it for us. But we're going to have to step up to the plate, so to speak, and do our part. And we're going to have to learn how Jesus did it. Because then when we do it like Jesus, ooh, we can expect to get the same results. We got the same Holy Spirit. Has the Holy Spirit's power diminished since the day when Jesus left the earth? Did the Holy Spirit's power diminish? Do we have the same Holy Spirit today? Do we have the same power on the inside of us today? Is that healing power in us the same healing power that was in Jesus Christ? So should we not be able to be walking by and somebody hears about us and they say, boy, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, if I can only touch the, the hem of his jeans, if I can only touch the hem of his jeans, and they press through the crowd and just reach up and touch my, my, my jeans and whoosh, that healing power just flows out of me into them, healing them. I know it sounds funny, but it's the truth. I mean, think about what happened in the early church. I mean, the shadow. Everybody say shadow. The shadow of Peter. If, 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 when they brought the sick out just so that if the shadow fell upon them, they would be healed. Something happened from then to here. And what I want to do is get back to there. Because God wants to be doing these things in the earth today bigger and more than ever before. He wants it as a calling card. Hey, I'm God. I love you. I believe in you. And I'm here for you. Glory to God. Woo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good. All right, that was all for free this morning. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. I want people to look at us. I want people to say to us, what manner of man is this? What manner of man is Ron? What manner of woman is Debbie? What manner of man is James? What manner of woman is Riley? And, and, and then when people say that to us, all we need to answer them is, we're Christians. We're followers of Christ. Praise his holy name. That's the way we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be the same anymore. You are. The old has passed away. That there's any kind of comparison between the two. And why do we wonder if God's going to heal us? Why do we wonder if God will heal us? We already got the healer living in us. Let him do what he's supposed to do anyway. Doesn't
with the God kind of life, it drives the sickness out. Praise God Almighty. I don't want the Holy Spirit riding along with me as a hitchhiker, spiritual hitchhiker. I want the Holy Spirit leading me, guiding me, empowering me, anointing me. Glory to God. Okay, I'm getting excited now. I'm telling you right now, there's something going to be happening in this church because I'm getting it. And I'm believing God to get it across to you so you get it. I don't want this for me. I want this for all of us. Just for me. I want it for me, but I want it for all of us. Glory to God. Don't accept the lies of the enemy. Who am I? Why would God use me? Friends, listen to me. You've got to slap down those thoughts. I said you've got to slap down those thoughts. You want to know who you are? You're a child of God. You're a child of God. You have God's life in you. Holy Spirit is in you. Holy Spirit is in you. Ho holy, holy. Sometimes we think there's no way I could ever be holy. Holy Spirit is in you. We are called to be holy as he is holy. Don't sit there again and accept the lies of the enemy. Well, maybe it's some sweet by and by day, but it ain't going to happen anytime soon because I have so many issues in my life. I got all these struggles in my life. No, friends, it's time to realize you got the Holy Spirit living in you, and all you got to learn to do is look to Him. He will empower you to overcome any kind of temptation you may face. He needs you to be that vessel. He needs you to be that vessel of honor. That is ready and able for the master's use. Amen. Okay, I'm on, I, I just feel a preach on me today. You okay with this? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, we've been talking about uh, the recent area we've been looking at is how Jesus ministered healing during his earthly ministry. And we've seen that the majority of these 19 recorded healings occurred as a result of the people's faith. I tell you, right there, that should get you excited. They happen as a result of the individual's faith. But the last time we taught along these lines, we looked at uh, one of the healings that came as a result of the Holy Spirit initiating the healing through Jesus. In other words, uh, uh, the healings of Jesus can be broken down into two different categories. We mentioned this before. Number one are faith-initiated healings, or you could call it the hu human side of healing. In which we reach out with our hands of faith, take a hold of the healing that is now ours because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And if that's the, the majority of the healings in the ministry of Jesus came by the fact of the faith of the people, then guess how much, how many, uh, 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 how much I'm trying to say that, Lord? Then what should be the majority of the way we get healed today? With our faith, by our faith, Amen. And then the second one is God-initiated, or we could call this Holy Spirit-initiated healings. This is uh, 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 when the power gifts of the Holy Spirit found in 1 Corinthians 12, which is special faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings are in operation. Okay? Now, this morning, I want to go over another healing. And I'm so excited to share this with you this morning. Hallelujah. I want to teach along the lines... Of the healing of blind Bartimaeus. And it's, uh, go with me, or I like to call him Blind Bart. If you were here Friday night. Blind Bart. 
Mark chapter 10. Go with me to Mark chapter 10. It's also found, this account is found in Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. Hallelujah. Mark 10 begins like this in verse 46. Now they came to Jericho. As he, speaking of Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Again, a great multitude. You're talking thousands, if not tens of thousands of people are swarming Jesus, are crowded around Jesus, are walking with Jesus, all right? And then it says, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Was he looking for Jesus? Was he even thinking about Jesus? He's just sitting by the side of the road at this point in time. He's begging, okay? So I want you to get this picture in your mind. There's this large crowd swarming Jesus. Well, not only is this crowd probably large. I mean, it is large. But what else? It's probably making a big commotion. There's probably a lot of noise going on. I mean, think about it. When you get thousands of people together and they're walking together with this one individual, there's probably a lot of noise, right? And so... And in Luke's account, it tells us that Bart asked what the commotion was all about. What's going on? Why is everybody talking and shouting and, and so forth and so on? And, the, and the, uh, the people around him told him it was Jesus passing by. Jesus is, is passing by. Now notice what happens in verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. Boy, there's so much packed into this verse. First of all, notice what Bart does the very moment he hears that Jesus is walking by. What does he do? He cries out. He cries out. In other words, he had obviously heard about Jesus. How do we know this? Because he calls Jesus the son of David. To the Jews, calling someone the son of David is acknowledging him as the Messiah or the Christ, the anointed one. So somewhere down the line, Bart had heard that Jesus was going about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil for God was with him. He may have heard about the woman with the issue of blood being healed. He may have heard about the blind man, blind man in Bethsaida who was healed. I'm sure that probably got him stoked. The bottom line is that he had heard that Jesus was in the healing business. And when he was told that Jesus was passing by, something rose up in his heart. If I can only get Jesus' attention. If I can only get Jesus' attention. I know I shall be healed. So he began to cry out, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to notice something here. How healing and mercy go hand in hand. Healing is actually a mercy that comes down from the Father of mercies. Do you understand that we don't deserve to go to heaven? We don't deserve to be healed. We don't deserve to be delivered and set free. We don't deserve to be blessed or anything else for that matter. Because of our sins, everyone in this room deserves to go straight to hell and do not pass go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We deserve to go to hell because of our sins. But thank God for Jesus. Everybody say, thank God for Jesus. 
because of Jesus and the fact that he took our place and he died on the cross for our sins, heaven becomes our home the very moment we ask Jesus into our hearts. Hallelujah. And now as born again believers, we can live free from all the bondages of the enemy. We can live victoriously and successfully and blessed beyond measure. And we can live whole and healthy lives. Glory to God. Healing is one of the mercies of our good, good father. The father of mercies. So when blind Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus, what kind of cry was it? It was a cry of faith. In fact, look at verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. People are saying, shh, 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 shut up, shut up, quit, quit, quit that. Son of David, have mercy on me. I mean, this guy's blind. He, he's, and he's, there's all this commotion going on. Son of David, have mercy on me. I have heard it said by some that when, when, when Jesus did that, it was no longer faith, but it was desperation. I strongly disagree with that. I believe that he's doing one thing and one thing alone, trying to get the attention of Jesus Christ because he knows if he can get his attention, he shall be healed. Amen. And, 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 and look at how Romans 10 says this. I know you're familiar with Romans chapter 10. and You can look up here for that time's sake. I want you to know how we can know he's in, in, in faith. Romans 10 verse 12 says, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who, what? Call on the Lord. Now verse 13 is where I was going. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What's interesting is this word saved here is the Greek word sozo. S-O-Z-O. And it means to save, to heal, to cure, to preserve, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger, to deliver, to prosper. In other words, get this, get this. For all of us who have called on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved, healed, cured, preserved, kept safe and sound, rescued from danger, delivered and prospered. If that don't get you excited, your woods are wet. So when Bart cries out to the Lord the first time, was he in faith? Oh, yes, he was. And what about the second time? Absolutely. To me, the fact that he cries out even louder after those around him were trying to shut him up proves all the more that Bart was operating in faith. In fact, listen to Romans 10, 14. And this is just uh, the first part of that uh, scripture. How then shall they call in him in whom they have not believed? What's the answer to that question? People won't call on the Lord unless they first believe in Him. Do you hear that? They're not going to call on Jesus if they don't believe in Him. So what's Bart doing? He's calling for Jesus. He's calling on the name of the Lord. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. You get that? Thank you, Lord God. Now notice verse 49. For those who still, for whatever reason, don't believe that Bart was walking in faith. What Verse uh, 49 says, so Jesus stood still. 
Why did Jesus stand still? What caused him to stop in his tracks? I mean, out of all those thousands of people surrounding him, do you not think that plenty of others were calling out to him? But he just kept walking until blind Bartimaeus started to shout. Oh, friends, what was it? Because Bart called out made this statement years ago he said there's something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you isn't that what just happens here come on even though others were probably crying out to Jesus Bart's cry of faith caused Jesus to stop in his tracks but what if Bart had given up what if he had listened to those, those, those people and shut up What if he had never cried out? Do you believe that he would have received his healing? Well, if it's the Lord's will, he'll come by me somehow, some way. And if it's not the Lord's will, he won't. Is that that the mentality that Bartimaeus had? Not even for a moment, my friends. Listen, if Bartimaeus had not called out in faith, If Bartimaeus had shut up and and listened to those people, Bartimaeus would not have received his healing and Bartimaeus would not be in this Bible today. (laughs) But glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bartimaeus began to shout louder and louder. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to say that with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Now I want you to shout it with me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, sometimes, oh, glory to God, I know him. Listen, listen. You got to start calling out for your healing. You need to start calling out for your deliverance. You need to start calling out for your finances. Call out for what you need in Jesus' name. For those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And always remember this, unbelief sits back, refuses to shout, and does without. But faith presses forward, lets out a shout, and receives what they need. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. So Jesus, now notice verse 49 again. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Hallelujah. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He's calling you. Isn't that crazy? The very ones we're telling him to shut up are now saying, Be of good cheer. Rise up. Come on, come on. He's calling for you. Verse 50 says, And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now do not skip past that part. As much as Bartimaeus' calling out for Jesus was an act of faith, so too was this. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Why? Mm, Because, listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay, I want you to get this. Because that cloak told the people around him that he was blind. In other words, that cloak identified who he was. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. So when the people said to him, come on, get up, get up, get up. Jesus is calling for you. What did he do? What did Bartimaeus do? He threw off the cloak away. He threw off the very thing that had identified him as being blind. Why would he do that? Because he knew he wasn't going to need it anymore. 
Hallelujah. He was going to get to Jesus. And once he got to Jesus, he was going to leave from there healed. He didn't need that cloak anymore, my friends. Let me ask you, what kind of cloak are you wearing this morning? Are you wearing a, a, a cloak declaring that you're sick? Are you wearing a cloak declaring that you're broke? Are you wearing a cloak that declaring that you're bound? Or maybe a cloak of guilt and condemnation. A cloak of shame. It's time to throw that cloak off of you. And it's time to put on the cloak of righteousness. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Friends, I'm telling you, listen. You may not feel righteous. In fact, you might feel like some of those things I just mentioned there. But I'm going to tell you something. In the eyes of Almighty God, you're as righteous right now as you're ever going to be. And you need to identify with that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not something that you've earned. It's not something that you have achieved. It's something that you have received because of Jesus Christ. Because of what He's done for you. When you said, Jesus, come into my heart, at that very moment you got born again and you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How do you identify with that? When the thoughts come to try to tell you that you're a loser, you're a failure, you always will be. You've always made mistakes. You should feel guilty. You should feel condemned. You should feel, feel all of these negative stuff. You've got to take those thoughts captive and cast them down and instead say, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have right standing with Almighty God. Hallelujah. I'm going to cloak myself with his righteousness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Throw off the other cloaks. There's people in here that got some cloaks on. You need to get them off of you. I said you need to get them off of you. You are a child of God. You are right. See, when you get the revelation that, you're in, that you are the righteousness of God, that means you understand that you now have right standing with Almighty God. And when you have an understanding that you have right standing with Almighty God, when you have need of something, you can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive what you have need of. Hallelujah. Because you know your heavenly daddy is going to give it to you. Amen. Oh, this is such good news. Woo. Thank God he threw off that garment. Amen. I tell you. Woo. I, oh, glory to God, glory to God. This is just, this is just a sort of little, you know, there isn't that many scriptures, but it's got a lot in it, doesn't it? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So refuse. Everybody say, I refuse to identify with those negative cloaks the enemy has tried to put on me down through the years. And instead, I identify... With the cloak of righteousness that I am now cloaked with in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. That's something you need to say all the time. Say it every day. Amen. Verse 51. I'm almost done here, guys. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Again, don't read past that. Why would Jesus ask a blind man that question? What do you want me to do for you? Seems pretty obvious what Bart needed. You see what I'm saying? So why did Jesus ask this question? I want you to get this. Because Jesus understands how faith works. 
Jesus didn't tell Bart what to believe for. It was up to Bart to tell Jesus what he was believing for. Did you hear that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. In other words, it's not up to what Jesus can believe or do. It's up to what we can believe. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus says, what do you want me to do? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, and that's a, a Jewish title of respect, that I may receive my sight. What happens? He's released, that I may receive my sight. Bart's faith is now focused on what he came for, to be able to see again. Verse 52, then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Can I ask you a question? Is it possible for a blind man to go his way? Not without somebody helping him. But Jesus is telling him, brother, you got what you came for. Go ahead, go your way. You can see now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your faith has made you well. How did Bart receive his healing? Was it because of Jesus' faith? Was it because of the fact that Jesus is the Son of God? No. He received his healing by his faith. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Glory to God. Bartimaeus went from being a blind man sitting by the side of the road to a healed man following Jesus on the road. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. And how? He had heard about Jesus. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us how he heard about Jesus. But the bottom line, he had heard that Jesus was in the healing business. And his faith got all the more stirred up when he asked, who it is it? That's, what's all the commotion about? Oh, Jesus is well. What? The, the, the one I've been hearing about? He's walking by? Oh, God. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up, shut up, shut up. No, 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 no. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You need to be quiet. Oh, no, no, no. Grab Jesus. Faith grabbed Jesus. Faith caused Jesus to stop. Jesus said, bring him to me. Bring him to me. Glory to God, Bartimaeus got up through a cross. Get off of me, cloak. I'm no longer identified with you. I'm no longer going to be blind. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to get to Jesus. When he got to Jesus, what happened? He got healed. Boop. Blind eyes were opened. Can you lay hands on those blind eyes and see them opened? Oh, come on, come on, come on. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The same works that Jesus did were called to do those works. I believe in Jesus' name that we as Christians, especially in this church, are learning how to do it like Jesus. I want everybody in here to begin to expect this. I want everybody in here to say, Lord, give me that opportunity. Give me that opportunity. Lead me to somebody who's blind. Lead me to somebody who's deaf. Lead me to somebody who's lame. Use me, God. I believe in the healing power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's such a powerful story, isn't it? Blind Bartimaeus ain't blind Bartimaeus anymore. I believe Bartimaeus is up in heaven right now. Of course, when I get up there, I'm going to keep calling him Bart. And I'm sure he'll be fine with that. Glory to God. Mm. God is good, amen. Put on the cloak of righteousness. Identify with that. 
Amen? I mean, it, you are the righteousness of God. You understand I'm talking about identifying with that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. We're called to do His works, my friends. We're called to do His works. We're called to do the works of Jesus Christ. And greater works than these shall we do because He's gone to the Father. Are you believing with me? Are you expecting this to come to pass? And you need to be praying for your pastor because, again, this area that I was talking about at the beginning, I'm still getting the revelation. I said this, I believe what I said to them is, I do not want to come before you and share something that I don't have completely in me yet. I've got a bunch, you know, have, it's like I got three quarters of it down in there, but I need it all. I, in fact, I want it overflowing. I want, I, want, I want to always preach from overflow. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just so real to me, nobody could take it away from me right now. Amen. And that's where, again, this, this revelation, God's opening my eyes to see, boy, I tell you, it will change us big time in the area of healing in his name and seeing the same kinds of uh, healings that Jesus experienced while he was here on the earth. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that you're working in each and every one of us. We believe in Jesus' name. We are rising up.